This is an oral history of the Lord's move at Gonzaga University in the late 1970s. It's a story of what can happen when a group of young men are captured by the enjoyment of their human spirit and the truth of the ground of the church. The following is a roundtable fellowship between Scott, Peter, Jim, and Bob, in which they answer a question regarding how to get started preaching the gospel, regardless of the circumstances and environment you're in. I'm in a town, I should say a city, with a little over 60,000 students, the vast majority of whom are atheists and agnostics. And when school's in session every day, I see a, just a tidal wave of humanity pouring out of where they live to go into the campus. And there's just so much feeling for them, mm. but sometimes it's just hard to know where to start. Mm. That, that's hard, Nathaniel. But it's got to start. It's got to start with us enjoying the Lord. Yeah. And out of sixty thousand, there, there's got to be some. There's got to be some there that are the Lord's working on. I, I was just impressed with you know Jim's testimony and Peter's testimony. How the Lord was working on each one of them. He worked. He was working on Peter, and it just so happened. Peter saw Scott, but the Lord had already worked on him and was gnawing at him already. And with Jim, it was the same thing. And with me, it was the same thing. The Lord was already working on, on me. So I, I really feel, Nathaniel, that there's not a problem on the people around us being closed. There's something on our side. Something on our side that is preventing the Lord from bringing us one. Yeah. I think the Lord wants to bring us one. This is his purpose. Of course he wants it. This is what he wants. He wants the word to be spread. Yeah. He wants to gain something in each one of us. So to me, I think, I think it's, it's more on our side. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any lack of, of, of ones that want to know the purpose of their human life. I don't have any great answers on how to get through here, but, but I do know the Lord's working on us. And the more that we are crazy lovers, mm -hmm. crazy lovers of Jesus, that mm -hmm. is infectious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't know what time it is. We don't know what day it is. We just know we love the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, and the crazier we are, the more sober we are. I, I think maybe we might have trouble. The crazier we are, I think, <laughs> great and you know i'm not a crazy person <laughs> you know me. i'm not that crazy you know <laughs> but i can sing i can sing i remember one time i was on uh i was preaching the gospel in london you know across from ucl and and i've been serving about maybe a year and i'm sitting on the on the street with these young people and we're singing and, and I saw these two businessmen walk by and to me, the thought came, what are you doing here? You should be with those business guys. What are you doing singing with these ones? But the more I started to sing and enjoy the bolder I got, I just felt like, yes, this is, this is why I breathe. This is why I live just to Amen. enjoy the Lord. Amen. So anyway, my, my, my word is I, I think that the Lord has plenty, plenty Amen. for us. Peter, can I take the baton and then give it to you? 
because he stirred me up. He stirred me up. Bob, you make you make me crazy, brother Bob. <laughs> I don't have to do much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I worked in three places before I went full time in 1986, and in each place, I told the Lord the same thing. It's just like Bob said, and I realized. You know, it says in, in, in Philippians, it says we should, for, he, Paul pursues Christ. And uh, Brother Lee has brought out that word pursue in Greek really means persecute. And I realized when I was at work at my first job, here I was seeing my human spirit, loving the church life. And now I have to go to a job and put on a tie and everybody has to wear white shirts. And I just said to the Lord, Lord, I want a baby. Give me a baby. I can't breathe unless I have a baby. I don't want to live anymore unless you can give me at work a baby. And I just kept telling the Lord that and praying that. And do you know, if you really corner the Lord and say out of the, like you said, whether 60,000 or six, Lord, what am I, why am I existing if I can't have a baby? What's the use of being a Christian? Why well, know about my human spirit even if I can't have a baby? And the more I talked to the Lord like that and prayed, in every place that I worked, he always had, I had someone to distract me who needed some nursing at lunchtime, who needed to go through Romans or something. The Lord always was faithful, but only after I cornered him. So we need to persecute the Lord and insist that I will not work somewhere from eight to five and not have a baby. I must have a baby. And I tell you, like Bob said, you never know how the Lord's going to do it, but there's at least one out there that if you really mean business and if you really don't feel you can breathe, you don't even feel like you want to read the Bible anymore until you get a baby. Corner the Lord and persecute the Lord and watch. He'll give you at least one baby. He really will. I want a baby. I want a baby. <laughs> I can't live unless I have a baby. <laughs> Amen. Well, to me, uh, these days, oh my goodness, you know, talking about the atheists and the the uh, the thought of the of the general population is very, very much affected by something called the authority of darkness. There's something in, I think, what, it, what is it in um, Second Corinthians chapter 4? About the, it talks about how the God of this age, there is, there's a God, a God. It's the God of this age. And the God of this age, his work, is to blind the thoughts Amen. of the unbelievers. That's right. That the illumination of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, mm. would not shine on them. Mm. So I think that in our own being, we have to be clear mm. about the situation. We exist. We exist in this world, in whom the whole world lies in the. Yeah in hands of the evil one and the whole world is under an authority mm -hmm. it's called the authority 
of darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in dealing with the authority of darkness, you need another authority. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord, uh, in Matthew 28, 19, he said that all authority has been given to, to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and disciple the nations. And so, brothers and sisters, you know, <laughs> when we believed in the Lord, we were joined organically with this one who has all authority in the heavens and on the earth. And so we have to understand that our preaching of the gospel is not a matter of convincing mentally people. It is a matter of uh, nullifying the effect of the authority of darkness, which comes through just the speaking of the word of God in faith. It's, it's powerful. It's powerful. It has authority to completely subdue and conquer that rebellious thought in believers. But for us to tap into that authority, these days I'm just praying, dear Lord, I want your authority to have a full way in me Amen. that I could be a person. Oh my goodness. To be, have the privilege mm -hmm. of being completely under your authority mm -hmm. and living in your kingdom. So in my daily life, enjoying the Lord in this way, enjoying his flow in me. You know, whenever you're under his authority, the picture is the new Jerusalem. You're under the throne. Amen. And out of the, out of the throne flows a river of, of living water. Hmm. And this tree of life is there and authority is there and power is there. And so you're walking down the street like I did the other day and I saw this big six seven one black guy sitting on a park bench hmm. and and I was talking to Nathaniel was I talking to you yeah I was talking to you Nathaniel and so what did I say to that guy I can't remember what I said to him I was talking to you but I just realized oh I gotta say something to this guy yeah and then I said Listen, man, I'm talking on the phone. If I wasn't talking on the phone right now, okay, I'm going to tell you about Jesus, something like that. What did I say? I mean, it was just like, it wasn't the mystery of human life, man. It was just like, hey. You were talking about the situation today, how things are kind of crazy. But then I believe it was something about God's purpose god's eternal purpose it's been a while so it's a little hate yeah, I, think I just i just i just told him i said look man you know things are things are getting pretty crazy right now and the lord jesus is coming the lord jesus is coming that's all i said to him man how rough and coarse is that but the, just like willie moe there's the teddy bear inside of there and he goes yeah yeah 
I'm a believer. <laughs> so anyway, you know, sometimes we need to be a little crazy and you don't need to be afraid about anything and you need to just forget about that feeling of shame right. of 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 being shameful that you're a believer and that they're unbelievers no way man they gotta know they gotta know bro jesus is lord the guy is alive he rose from the dead on the third day and you believe it whether you believe it or not i don't care jesus is lord so anyway, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it's not about so much what you say and how you say it. Yeah. It's really a matter of being freshly in the person who holds the key to death and Hades, who has all authority in heaven and earth. Right. And when your spirit is working, man, you can read what's going on in people. And you can minister directly to, to their need. Next time on Stories. Sometimes the Lord gives you one that's right there. And, you know, it's like a, like a baby. I don't know, all you, all you are probably fairly young. But, you know, when that baby needs the, the diaper change, you just got to do it. Uh, you can't. We can't wait till tomorrow. And with new ones, sometimes it's not always convenient for us to just go take care of them. They call in the middle of the night, you know, get up and talk. But it, it does take some care. And I think there there are plenty of ones around us. And, and as far as going out to speak, I think that is executed through our prayer, carried out through our prayer. But, but Really, that prayer is not your prayer, your individual prayer, but if you can get someone to pray with you. Uh, if it's your wife, your friend, another brother, a leading brother, whatever, just start praying this way for the Lord to open these doors.